Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation, and neither one of us are in New Jersey. Nope, I'm in uh, beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana, where there's probably 100,000 people uh, attending the 152nd anniversary, the NRA annual meeting, which has been uh, great so far. I got to spend some time walking to the show floor between committee meetings and engagements yesterday. And, uh, you know, we're waiting impatiently for Judge Bum to drop her decision. Had dinner with Dan Schmutter last night. Got a lot of insight from him. But I'm sorry to say, ladies and gentlemen, but he premised every sentence with, this is not for public knowledge. This is not for public. I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) freaking lawyers. (laughs) Yeah, but I I got a lot of good um, insight and intel. And as soon as Judge Baum's decision drops, obviously Dan will be on the show to share it firsthand. But I learned it a lot, and I learned a lot about our future shenanigans here and uh it's it's really going to be good uh later on in the show we're going to talk about how to amend your carry permit in new jersey and we're also going to talk about getting ready to how to reboot your not so smart gun which is coming again (laughs) to new jersey post loretta weinberg but i i want to talk right now uh one of our uh two-way uh supporters uh had a fire at his house and you're not going to want to hear this sandy but jerry arose a-r-o-s-e um, was home and his house caught fire and uh, luckily his wife Claire is okay uh, Jerry is at the burn center in St. Barnabas in oh, Livingston wow. and we're awaiting an update on his condition but uh, they also they they lost their dog Claire in the oh, fire geez. and uh, Jerry's one of us always uh, volunteering and everything and his wife does a ton for pet rescue and pet adoption and everything and there's a GoFundMe uh, page, and you know we're not a big fan of GoFundMe, but uh, their family or friends set it up, so I'm not going to uh, deny it. So if you could reach into your wallets and pockets, uh, you could just Google, uh, please help the Arose family, A-R-O-S-E, Arose family, GoFundMe. That's the easiest thing to do. So far, we, uh, we raised $19,000, 221 donors. So <clears throat> again, I don't ask for this too much, but... You know, they lost their dog. He's in the burn center. We do not know uh, his condition at this point. Mm. So his wife, here she is, no house, husband's in the burn center, lost their dog. You know, you can just imagine the situation uh, that they're in right now. So I want to uh, whew, I want to just share that with everybody. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers and our heart goes out to you, Jerry. He's got, uh, uh, at least he's in a good place uh, at the burn center. So St. Barnabas Burn Center is one of the uh, one of the better burn centers in the country. Yes, yes. And uh, you know our buddy Avi that uh, fought in New Jersey yeah. when his carry permit was denied, and then he said to hell with it, and he moved to the Midwest, and he got his carry permit the first day he was out there. <laughs> yeah. I, have a, I, I have an update from what I read off from the Florida Constitutional Carry, this is from Avi. He said, hey, Anthony, I'm currently listening to your latest show and wanted to flag a mistake you made. Florida's constitutional carry applies to both residents and non-residents. Keep up the great work, Avi. 
So that's that's a correction I wanted to make from what I read off. And then Dave R. from Naples, Florida. Interesting, Dave. I'll be in Naples, Florida on Tuesday. He wrote, one item missed in the benefits of Florida carry over constitutional carry is the protection for gun-free school zones. The Federal Gun-Free School Zone Act prohibits an individual from possessing a firearm within a 1,000 feet of a school. An exception is that if you possess a carry license from the state in which the school is located. So under federal law, a Florida concealed weapon firearm license holder would be allowed to possess a firearm within a thousand feet of a school located in Florida. Also, if you happen to actually be on school grounds, if you have a CCW, it is a misdemeanor charge. Without a CCW, it is a felony. This pretty much applies to all states as well and should be fixed. The law should ideally be removed. If, if not, it should be changed to apply only to school grounds or at least to encompass recognized licenses from out of state. Dave R. in Naples. That's news to me too, Dave. Remember now, Dave, we've been fighting for carry in New Jersey the last 32 years. I've been politically active. Uh, we've only had carry since June, right? So, uh, so, so this is uh, uh, yeah. A lot of it is new, and there's a lot of moving parts. And uh, remember, last week I was saying um, that the AG um, hates me. Yeah, uh, everybody down there hates me. So this, we have a new um, smart gun uh, that just came out, a not so smart gun. And you the know they had removed Loretta the Loretta yeah, they had removed the stipulation that said if it's uh, once it's readily available, mm. you know, we have, you have every to gun store it. has to sell it, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And some this this like go this uh, crowdsource thing, they're selling a gun for like twenty four hundred dollars, right? So imagine telling the bad guy, please hold, I have to reboot. <laughs> I have to reboot my, my AI Wi-Fi gun. Is down. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so Rob Romano uh, at 2A Updates on Twitter, he sent uh, out a link and uh, copied me on it. And, uh, you know, New Jersey has a personalized handgun authorization commission whose job is to determine when every gun store in the state will be required to stock at least one smart gun. Okay. The commission is supposed to meet monthly, but it hasn't posted anything since last September. Okay. But I want to read a couple of the requirements, okay? Uh, they're going through this, uh, the testing of smart guns. This is from October of 2022. They're going to discuss independent labs and the state police lab, the validity of a not-so-smart gun. Statute requires verifying an independent lab. Questions on how New Jersey fits into the scheme for testing. Concern of how to verify independent lab objectivity. State police do not have the cap capacity to test for guns other than crime guns, so they can't get involved. Can the state police certify labs? We don't know yet. How much of a failure rate is acceptable for a not-so-smart gun? Ooh. How do you like that? So here's my acid test before I continue their bullet points here. Once the police and military carry this thing every day, then I will consider owning one. All right. I don't want it shoved down our throats. Let the market decide. But when the police and the military are carrying it, then I'll consider it. OK. But the list goes on and on and on. But here's the funny thing. They need a range, you know, discuss range demonstrations like in commercial ranges like there's one in Woodland Park that you guys might have heard of. <laughs> 
And they wrote that the commission can attest if the state police approves in a facility to test the not-so-smart guns. This is the best part. The range would need to not be openly critical to any of our members by person. I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They actually wrote that in the requirements. The range would need to not be openly critical to any of our members by person. So we can get this off the table right now, Commission. F you all. Uh, One thing I didn't hear in the bullet points, I wonder if you can search through it, is if you are required as a gun store, a business owner in the United States of America, to purchase and stock because they're not giving you a smart gun for your inventory, you have to buy it from the vendor, correct? Uh, Correct. Are they paying for that? Are they reimbursing for it? They're forcing you to carry inventory? Kind of like insurance, right? If you had health insurance, it's amazing how all of a sudden we're being forced to purchase things that we may or may not want. So good point you mentioned insurance because we're still getting smashed at the range, right? Yeah. If you go to gunforhire.com and click the second uh, uh, bubble, you know, it's the carry permit information. Everything is there. So there's a training requirement that starts in July, and there's an um, insurance requirement that starts in July. So for the 47th billionth time, nobody offers insurance yet. We're fighting to remove the insurance. Uh, so cool your jets. And as far as what the new state police directive on training is going to be, we have not a clue. And from my insiders, the state police have not a clue either. Okay. So it will be patched together last minute, which could work out to our advantage or not. We'll find out. I think the underlying problem here, Anthony, is the fact that look at how many people rush to comply with ridiculous directives every time they come out. They when, rush how do to I do it? How do I get how do I get, Yeah, how do I go out and, 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 and go along with, with, the, with the illegal, unconstitutional mandates from a government that is out of control? How do I do that? And this has been the problem with the New Jersey gun owner, the New Jersey citizen in general. But the New Jersey well, we gun have owner, Stockholm syndrome, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times, right? When the mag ban came out, uh, months, months ahead of time, they're dropping magazines off at your doorstep. I, I, I don't understand, and they wonder why our freedoms have eroded to the point that we have to now fight every fifteen minutes in court. And take everything to the Supreme Court while they sit around still and say, well, what is the NRA doing? What is the ANGRPC doing for us? Well, okay. Um, we, you're, you're right. You're maybe right. maybe if they, you didn't hop been, in line so quick to comply. Maybe if you joined the two-way organizations and, and got active and each one reach one and yeah. worked with us, maybe it'd be better. Yeah. This is a shocking statement I want to read to all of you. Uh, this is from April 8th. There was a shooting in uh, Phillipsburg, PA, uh, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and a Phillipsburg officer was wounded. Luckily, he's going to recover, thank God. But this is from the statement from Attorney General Matthew J. Platkin on Phillipsburg incident. Asshole. Earlier today... A Phillipsburg police officer, 
was shot and injured while responding to the scene of a domestic violence incident. One civilian was also injured. While the shooter is deceased, good, it is not believed at this time to be a result of police use of force. Oh, God, he hates cops. The Warren County Prosecutor's Office is continuing to investigate the incident. Our thoughts are with both the victims as they began their physical and emo- as they begin their physical and emotional recoveries. Domestic violence incidents are more likely to escalate when firearms are present. Approximately a thousand women are killed each year by intimate partners, and two thirds of them involve guns. Now here's the here's the sentence. He doesn't mention women using a gun mm, to defend right, themselves. Right. But here's the here the last sentence is gold. You ready? And this is going to be used in future lawsuits. That I can guarantee you. Okay? This has been memory hold. I remain committed to getting guns out of homes and off our streets. Great. N- not illegal guns. Yeah, just guns. He's yeah. he's committed to yeah. getting guns right. out of homes and off our streets. And we said this years ago, there's going to come a time, and the time is now, when the masks will come off and they will say exactly what they mean. Correct. So, as a rebuttal, you know, I love that I get along so well with Senator Doug Steinhardt, junior senator. He says... Um, Steinhardt responded back and said, rather than addressing the fact that a felon with multiple convictions ignored (laughs) New Jersey's gun laws to illegally possess a handgun and commit more crimes, A.G. Plantkin saw it as an opportunity to highlight his intentions to broadly disarm New Jerseyans. Like Governor Murphy and fellow Democrats, the Attorney General fails to see any distinction between repeat criminals who commit violent crimes and law-abiding New Jerseyans who have a Second Amendment right to protect themselves from those criminals. Steinhardt said, thankfully, as a result of the Bruin decision, more people, including female victims of domestic violence, will have the right to protect themselves legally with a firearm both inside and outside their home. Bravo, Senator Steinhardt. Bravo. Because that's the true the true response that we should have, not this jackass response from the AG that he can't wait to take guns out of our homes. Interesting. And he didn't use the word illegal because between no. for him there is no distinction. Right. There between is no him and Governor yep. Goldman Sachs, yep. there's no there's no <laughs> distinction. Goldman Sachs. Gover- Governor Gold Governor Goldman Sachs. And the good Maybe senator- like in- the good senator's right. statement good s- is missing only one word, the word finally. The women of uh, the victims finally, finally have a, a way to protect themselves. Bravo. Now, you think maybe the AG would have made a comment on this one. You ready? <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> a group of teenagers were mm. burglarizing cars on Compton Avenue in Hillside on um, April 14th and the police came to the scene and while they were running from the police a 16 year old boy shot himself accidentally with the 9 millimeter gun he was carrying illegally and when the cops got there he was screaming I shot myself help me I shot myself (laughs) I guess he didn't take uh, uh, any formal training in that uh... No. Did he have a carry permit? Oh, I'm sure he did. It's New Jersey. 
He's 16. Is he allowed? Well, he's if he's a gangbanger, there's probably an age exemption. Yeah, and there's probably some sort of a, a loophole in the New Jersey statute that allows gangbangers uh, of of a you know a younger age to be exempt. You know from from. Uh, is this crazy shit or what, yeah, Sandy? Just, this is so this crazy Jersey. shit? Yeah. It's and just, and guess what? The two other kids that were with him doing this, they were released that night. <laughs> they were because they had an appointment to rob other people the next day and i'm sure that kid probably got released at 16 years old as soon as he gets out of the hospital of he's he going to be yeah. back out on yeah. the streets they don't prosecute adults why would they prosecute juveniles <laughs> <laughs> it is so it ridiculous is, it is so backwards and they're spending so much time and effort to go after us uh, you know, you know, they had Shannon Watts from Handgun Control in Bloomberg down in Camden <laughs> County giving her all kinds of awards last week of down in South yeah. Jersey. Awards for what would you that know, be? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, what about the, the the women, the victims of domestic yeah. violence? What yeah. about Carol Bound, yeah. who was stabbed right. in her driveway right. Right. Waiting while for waiting her for her permit. permit to purchase? Yes, yeah, exactly. Not even to carry. We don't want to talk about that. Yeah. No, we would never okay. want to talk about that. So they just keep screwing us. So there's a lot of confusion about how to amend your carry permit. And by the time we get this all settled, it'll change again. But it's, it's the second most asked question uh, for people coming into the range, calling and emailing and social media. The first, obviously, is when is insurance and where do I get insurance from? Usually when somebody comes and asks for insurance, I give them the U.S. Law Shield and the New York TAC Defense brochures if they live in New York and, and, and Law Shield if they live in the other 49 states. I'm like, here, this is not insurance, but this is a legal defense fund. And for 20 to $30 a month, you're covered legally with lawyers on retainer like Evan Knappen and Peter Tillum. There is no insurance requirement yet because we don't have insurance yet, blah, 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 and I walk away. So hopefully I'm drumming up a lot of business for those two people because the first person that has to use their service, God forbid, is going to thank me vehemently yep. that they didn't have to spend a $20,000 retainer for a criminal attorney. Right. So let's talk about a supplement directive just came out from the New Jersey courts. And I want to discuss this. Brad Hendricks sent me this. This was published April 10th. And this is on the Gun for Hire website. If you click New Jersey CC Carry, Conceal Carry, everything is on there. We update with all of this supplemental stuff. We're the only page that's doing it so diligently. Phoebe and Matt stay on top of this. That police departments reference our site all the time. We have police departments call us up and say, I was reading on your site. Can you elaborate a little more on this? I love that that we're the clearinghouse for this. Yeah. You know, we worked very hard to get to this point. Yep. So let me read this directive. <clears throat> on December 22nd, Governor Goldman Sachs signed A4769 into law, amending a number of New Jersey firearm statutes in response to the Bruin case. The legislation, in part, removed the courts from the initial decision-making process for applications for permits to carry a handgun. Okay? Now, 1422 addresses the practice of the court amending permits to carry handguns and orders issuing permits to carry. This is, as of April 10th, effective immediately, courts will no longer issue amended carry permits or orders to issue amended carry permits other than to correct errors like typographical errors or misprints. As of December 22nd, 22, law enforcement alone receives, 
investigates and makes decisions on all new requests regarding permit to carry applications. To that end, applicants requesting to add one or more handguns to a permit to carry that was previously issued by the courts should be directed instead to apply for a new permit through their local police agency. Applicants requesting to remove any restrictions from a permit previously issued by the courts may choose to appeal to a higher court. That's a nice caveat they put there. Yeah. Applicants requesting to remove any restrictions from a permit previously issued. So if Judge Kaslow put valid only during course of employment or something, they want you to request a higher court. They want you to hire a lawyer and appeal it. But the crux of this is, the courts are not if you have a judge signed permit and you want to amend it you want to change it you want to add guns you have to change your address you have to go to your police department so get this order off my website because if you go to the police department and want to amend it there are still police departments say well you have to go through the judge to do that mm. you have to show the police department directive 1422 that the judges are completely removed unless your date of birth is, birth is wrong or the serial number's wrong on your gun or something on the permit. Please, 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 please. This is very, very important. Now, some departments are really good. They're letting people renew, like a new application, but now that new application requires a $200 application fee. Wow. You know, so I'm telling most people, listen, you made the decision. We're already July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. We're already, uh, you know, 10 months into this already. Why don't you just wait until your renewal comes up? Yeah. But some people don't want to wait. So if you don't want to wait, then guess what? You're going to have to do what I tell you, and you're going to have to go to your police department. Please, 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 please go to your police department. All right? People, people don't want to hear it, Sandy. <laughs> they don't want, they don't, I'm whispering like Biden in Ireland. Now. Right, right. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> They don't want the truth. They can't no. handle the truth. They can't handle the truth. No. Isn't it interesting, though, that we're finally rid of the animals who caused us to have justifiable cause and the justifiable need in the uh, in the beginning? Because it was the judges, let's not forget, who were the ones who enacted, weirdly, the justifiable need. How we're now way too overburdened, too busy now to handle anything that they screwed up in the beginning. So, no, well, we, we won't hear it anymore. So remember how we tipped everybody off what Judge Kaslow was doing? Yeah, yeah. That's a, one of the big reasons why the AG's office completely oh, hates oh, yeah, me. Oh, because yeah. they would have, they would have, <laughs> Kaslow would have denied 500 people oh. and most of them would have lost their rights to own guns. Right, forever. exactly, yeah. All right, so my buddy Trevor... Perigno, he sent me uh, an email. Firstly, happy Easter, my friend. Wanted to reach out and give you an update on my permit. Uh, the BC Chief Prosecutor, Bergen County Prosecutor, has agreed to vacate the denial on the merits and remand back to the uh, FL Chief of Police for reconsideration. The interesting part is the reason was in light of the new law and removal of judges from the process. It admits no wrongdoing on the part of Judge Kaslow, but it does acknowledge the misuse of his judicial authority <laughs> are the unconstitutionality of the health, safety, and welfare provision and its application to my case. We know this is intentionally done due to the future anticipation of legal challenges of that provision. Once I receive my permit, I would love to share my full story with you. Thanks for everything, Trevor. So because of our early warning, 
people like Trevor, he, he got screwed with Kaslau, but he was able to get proper counsel and help and get his order vacated, which is very, very important. Uh, a lot of people are still appealing Kaslau's uh, illegal decision based on, you know, uh, public law and public safety, which is bullshit, okay? Yeah. Uh, well, he denied so many people. I also had another guy email me, and he said he went to his police department to get a carry permit. Here it is. Uh, Hi there, many th Mario G. Many thanks for all your two-way work you do for this state. I appreciate your show and diligence in staying on top of New Jersey laws and legal matters. Mario, that's one of the number one reasons why everyone in the state hates me so much, yeah. why I have a bullseye yeah. on my back down in Trenton, yep. okay? My father-in-law was told by local law enforcement responsible for receiving carry applications that he was not allowed to apply over the age of 75 to get his permit. What? Can you please help me clarify whether this is true or actual law? Thank you so much. The best, Mario G. 100% false. I took care of it, addressed it already with Mario. The law under RPO carry in New Jersey was they, they couldn't carry after... They were 75, so they could carry up until the day before their 76th birthday. Now the law was changed under a, a lawsuit. Uh, a, Attorney General Plankin lost twice federally what the RPO law. Retired cops now in New Jersey can carry forever. But Mario's father-in-law was given wrong information by the police department because he's over 75. He can carry and he can apply. And I already cleared it with Knappen because we will jump on this case because this is ageism. Okay, Absolutely. This is definitely. So, again, that police department, Mario, just tell them to go to gunforhire.com and click on the CCW block. And all the information in English they need is right there. And it can help them out tremendously so they won't get sued for violating somebody's civil rights based on ageism. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Can you imagine that with any other constitutional right? You know, the right no. to search and seizure. How old are you, sir? I'm 75. Kick his door in. <laughs> the hell? Could you imagine? You know, they want to take our rights away, right? Yeah. They want to take our rights away. Remember, they don't want you to carry in a house of worship, right? Right. They don't, right? They don't want you to carry right. in any house of worship. Right. Well, Mo... Mahmoud Ramadan, who was on show 604, who was screwed. Everybody, if you're a new listener, go back and listen to show, Rose, yeah, show 604, please. Exactly. So this past week at Mo's Mosque in Patterson, a nut job jumped out of the crowd and stabbed Mo's 65-year-old imam, Saeed Elkin Abib, twice in the back. You're kidding me. Yeah, n just stabbed him twice in the back. They apprehended the suspect. His name is Sarif Zorba, and they believe he's made threats to other mosques in the community before this. And, you know, I looking at his booking picture, Mo, I'm a little disappointed. He's not lumped up enough to my liking. Um, you know, he stabbed your imam. He probably should have fell up and down six or seven yeah. flights of stairs. But then again, I'm thinking there's cameras everywhere. Right. But he had, it's believed he visited the mosque previously. And out of nowhere, luckily, the, the stab wounds are not life-threatening. He was treated at St. Joseph oh, University great. Hospital in Patterson, which is a really good hospital, by the way. Yeah. They deal with trauma all day, all, right, All Sandy? day long, yeah, right, pretty much. But, but here you go. Our governor and our AG, who walk around protected by armed state police who are licensed to kill for them, 
uh, we're not allowed to protect ourselves. And here's Mo that goes to the mosque, you know, mm. uh, weekly with his wife and his kids. And you can have a nut come up and, uh, you know, just uh, stab you in the back. That's and I, that seems to be okay. Well. I, I, I guess we're all good that way. So just so you know, a new smart gun hit the market on Tuesday, like I said in the beginning. Starts at $1,500. It goes up. They have a special edition for over $2,500. Oh, it has, comes with a range bag and different color choices. Now, must be one hell of a range choices, bag for 1000 bucks. <laughs> yeah, they, they, better talk, they better talk to Mike Bloomberg because colored guns are banned in, in New York. Oh. You know, you can't have you can't have a gun that's not like gray or black or silver because it could be confused with a toy. Bloomberg banned that a long time ago. So these jackasses with this smart gun and listen, I'm, let the market decide. I'm not against the smart gun. Right. I want everybody to hear me out. Yeah. Once we have a smart gun that's confirmed that it works 100 percent of the time yep. and it's widely accepted by our police and military. Yep. Then I'll talk about it. So one of the developers is a previous Navy SEAL. I want to know when he gets the entire Navy SEALs to carry this thing, yep. then I'll, I would like to test one. Yeah, exactly. Right. When yeah, the Navy SEALs are using this as their primary yeah, weapon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Their primary yeah. weapon. Let's get that straight. All right. Thank you, Chris Hauser, for sending me this, by the way. But when the Navy SEALs are carrying this as their primary weapon as a handgun and a long gun, then I'm really, really interested in that. You know what I mean? Because as of right now, I don't trust that. Could you imagine an electromagnetic pulse? Anything. Any type of, listen, there's people out there with this AI and everything, and you know there's going to be back doors built into of these systems. there is. That's the purpose of a smart gun, is to build the back door into it so someone somewhere, I don't know, could press a button and nobody's guns in the country work. There you go. You can have it now. Just now, throw it at somebody. I'm all for smart gun storage of a firearm. Absolutely. Oh, wait. We have that already. Yeah, we it's do. It's called safes. Right. We have safes with biometric. We have eye readers. We have, you know, simplex locks like I like. You have key lock. You have combination. You have whatever. You have, uh, you know, New Jersey concealment furniture making stuff with the magnets and reader cards and everything where you can hide stuff to keep it away from children. You remember down in, um, I think it was Virginia, that the school teacher was shot by the six-year-old uh, student? Yeah, I think it was Virginia. It, yeah, they, they arrested the mother of the six-year-old student and charged her, which that's what needs to be done. Absolutely. If you wanna, if you yeah. wanna make some changes, yep. she, should, she should have been arrested day one and she should be charged for the, whatever crimes were committed yep. and negligence for leaving a loaded firearm accessible to her children yep. and she should spend 25 to 50 years in prison. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the issue. I 100% agree with that. So, yes, so mom was locked up. They made her do a perp walk and everything. There was other teachers and administrators in that school complicit, too, because uh, there, the, uh, there was warnings about this kid. They actually searched that kid that day in school looking for the gun. They didn't find the gun. He had it hidden somewhere. He brought it in yeah. in his backpack. Six years old, Sandy. That's what is six wrong years old with this Pro society? promised he was going to shoot the teacher and he shot the teacher at six years old so that tells you how how smart was the school and the administration right. that they allowed a six-year-old to get over on them right. and god forbid they, they almost killed his teacher right so 
Anyway, you want to know how backwards we are? So Twitter is starting to label uh, news agencies like PBS, BBC, and and NPR as government-funded media. Did you see that? (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) And they're freaking out over it. PBS is a government-funded media. It is state media. Is now, has always been. $810 million of government funds for NPR last year. And the CEO of NPR, okay, a fully government-funded media outlet, calls the government-funded label potentially misleading. (laughs) Which is why we need to get rid of state-run media. Hello, George Orwell, 1984, now available in nonfiction. (laughs) Diane Pruitt, founder, Guiding Reigns Equine Assisted Therapy for veterans, first responders, and their families. Fight or flight. And that's where a lot of our veterans identify. They're in that hypervigilant fight or flight mode at all times. And so when we're doing an activity, we do a lot of discussion about pressure. A lot of them don't like applying pressure. Well, not all pressure is bad. One of the little things that have come up is trying to get the horse to do an activity. And they're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt them. When, you know, you're not going to hurt them. Just go for it. And, and then the aha moment is, is when they would complete an activity or a task, is then we'd say, does your horse look upset or pissed off with you? And they're like, no. And they're like, there you go. You are saying, you can't be in my face, in my pocket right now. I need you to do a job. And the big thing is setting boundaries. For example, I had one participant, and this horse would not leave her alone. He was biting at her, you know, shirt, even her pants leg. He was going for her shoelaces. And finally, I said, "Um, are you okay with that? She said, I am. I said, okay. And you'd see her. She kept trying to listen to my instruction, and she kept kind of, would you stop it you know just and finally I said what's going on here and she's like he's just aggravating me and he's all over me and in my space and won't stop and I said um does that go on in your everyday life and she looked at me like I had hit her in between the eyes and she just paused and said oh my goodness I do I said do you let people walk all over you she said yes I do and it was a whole, she doesn't set boundaries. She would just, she just lets people of work, kids come at her, come at her, come at her until she just it was at a breaking point. And it's those little aha moments that she literally turned and looked at that horse like, you're totally being what's in my life. And I said, now just take a moment and set your boundaries with that horse and let's come back. And literally that horse stood next to her and all but about fell asleep, never bothered her ever again. So it's those little tiny, just to get folks to identify, versus us sitting there going, you have this problem and this is what you need to do to fix it. We don't address it that way. We let them address the problem. The horse will bring up the problem and address the problem with them. You can keep this life-changing and vital program alive for veterans, first responders, and their caregivers. Won't you please help? 100% of your one-time or reoccurring tax-deductible contribution goes directly to transforming the life of a deserving, disabled brother or sister in arms. Let's not turn our backs on those who have given themselves to preserving our liberty and rescuing us from harm. Please join me and the scores of other veterans and first responders who are stepping up to help our fallen brothers and sisters. 
Go to guidingrains.org, see what they're accomplishing, and consider helping us save this program from extinction. Because if it disappears, so does hope for so many families just like yours. GuidingRains.org. G-U-I-D-I-N-G-R-E-I-N-S dot O-R-G. Gun for Hire Radio is brought to you by Marty's V-Burger. Voted best house-made burger by Vegan News Magazine. Go to martysvburger.com and don't forget to mention Gun for Hire for 20% off. So before I start calling everybody out, wait do you hear this. We don't screw around at Gun for Hire. May 2nd, 6 to 8 p.m. Let the men fend for themselves. We are having a girls' night out at Gun for Hire. Tuesday, May 2nd, 6 to 8 p.m. It's going to be free rentals, desserts by Juan Dulce Desserts in Cliffside Park. You, I'm so glad you're not in New Jersey because you can't have any of these. And it's a <laughs> and private range for the ladies. It is going to be epic. Matt and Phoebe planned this whole thing. Uh, and it's going to be uh, a beautiful night. We're going to have firearms, instructors, comfortable and relaxed atmosphere. No prior experiences necessary. We're going to provide everything you need. You can also bring your own guns if you have them, like our new shooter out there, Jenny and Meg. Please, all of you ladies out there, go on to the Gun for Hire website, or you should have gotten the, the mass email. And uh, it's going to be an epic time. And I want to just thank my entire staff for the support for doing this. And uh, we're going to see what this morphs into. I believe it's going to morph into a ladies' uh, shooting club because we have we we haven't had that since pre-COVID, Sandy. Wow! So I'd like to see something like that, you know, come back. Let the ladies rule and let the let them do their own thing in a safe and comfortable environment. Because there's Juan Dulce desserts that night. <laughs> I'm going to be identifying as, as a 1940s for, <laughs> 1940s female burlesque dancer. <laughs> I'm going to show up just wearing a black and red gun for hire boa. That's good. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, visualize that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, so, so listen, Marty's V Burger only has the one location in Manhattan. New commercial dropping soon. If you live in 49 states other than New York, you need U.S. Law Shield. Mention gun for hire one word for your promotional discount. If you live in New York, U.S. Law Shield. Uh, if you live in New York, New York NY Tax Defense, NYTAC. D-E-F-E-N-S-E. Mention Gun for Hire. You get 10% off your monthly discount. Uh, Crime Proof. Think like a criminal. Beat them at their own game. Obviously available everywhere. Sandy usually plugs that at the end. My doc, Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Optimal Health Wellness NJ. I think I convinced Dan Schmutter to jump on the bandwagon too. Uh, Tired of waiting weeks for appointments. Tired of sitting in doctor's offices for an hour and 45 minutes for an appointment and not even getting an apology or a reason why it was so late. I hate that shit. Once you've had concierge medicine, you will never go back. Uh, down in Carteret, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club, L-A-K-E-I-S.org, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club, looking for junior shooters. If you're in Scotch Plains, Gen, Zen Float Center, uh, zenfloatcenter.com, uh, Sharon Decker. You know, I posted that thing about Greg Arose, and one of the first people to donate was uh, Chris Decker, her husband. Wow. See, that's how we are in the community, right? 
Uh, my guy, uh, John, in Monmouth County at Aberdeen Guns, kicking ass, doing well, CNJFO, uh, supporter. So support those who support you. If you're down there, go and get my book, uh, Crime Proof, and go and get Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. If you're, that's down in uh, Pork Roll Territory. If you're in Taylor Ham Territory, go to Gun for Hire to get either one of those books, okay? <laughs> Remember Brad Hendricks? He uh, updated your carry permit timeline with tips and everything. It's on my page and uh, the Gun for Hire page. So we want to share that with everybody over and over again. Uh, interesting, you know, um, so I'm down here and uh, I'm using my burner phone, which has no Wi-Fi and no text messages on it, right? And these are some of the messages. We're getting some really nasty messages, and I want to apologize to Phoebe that she has to deal with this shit, you know. Uh, this is somebody trying to reach out to me, and we basically we found out later he wanted to know what days we do qualifications. But this is the message he wrote. I'm sorry, but I was assured by someone on Anthony's instant messaging Facebook page that I could contact him through this email. I guess I'll have to speak to him, quote, when I come up there. Anthony and I never had to talk through underlings and go-betweens. Yeah, underlings and go-betweens. I apologize in advance that I wasn't accessible 24-7. We do qualifications for concealed carry on Thursdays 12 to 3 and on Fridays from 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. No appointment necessary. Uh, There you're happy. When I get back to work, I will be taking over duties as janitor again, too. So, anyway. uh, Yes. Don't forget the North Jersey Friends of the NRA. Dinner is October 5th at Biagio's in Paramus. Steve Churchill is the chairperson. I'm the speaker. We're going to be giving away a ton of stuff, good food, good entertainment, supporting those who support you. Go to friendsofnra.org events, click the North Jersey event, buy your tickets now. If you have nothing to do, which you should have nothing to do, Saturday, July 29th, 6 to 10 p.m., the mansion on Main Street. It is the CNJFO DC Project Fundraiser. Bill Spadia is going to be speaking as well as uh, Jay Factor and a bunch of other uh, two-way advocates. So please, please, please get your arson gear and get down there. The pistol brace, there is uh, Mock versus Garland is under appeal right now. We're trying to get a restraining order. We have until the end of May to get a temporary restraining order. So everybody continue to cool your jets. Uh, and there are two other cases moving through the courts right now for the pistol brace as well. Updates will come. If I get if we get an emergency temporary restraining order, I will do an emergency video. I won't wait for the radio show to blast that out. The same thing if Judge Bum drops her ruling uh, while I'm away. Don't worry. We will take care of it. This is one letter I just, I forgot to read it before, but my name is Hector Tabar, a proud member of Gun for Hire, listening to the show today, like I do every Sunday, which I love. I'm confused a bit with these new regulations. I was issued my carry in Bergen by a judge with no restrictions. I have a third gun that I want to carry. All right. I did take my cert for my new gun last week, and Muhammad, great instructor. I have my own Muhammad at the range, too. Mo, by the way, love him. By the way, so I want to know if it's safe to carry without an amendment since the courts aren't allowed to do it anymore. I attach a picture of my permit. Nope, you have to have it amended. I believe, we believe, uh, just email info at Gun for Hire Hector and Phoebe will send you all of the information uh, that goes with that. So damn confusing. Again, most of it's confusing and ambiguous on purpose, ladies and gentlemen, because once you realize they hate us, it all makes sense. 
as uh, as I've coined many, many times. We, the third tier that sit as the bottom feeders, and we pay all the taxes for yep. police protection and everything for our uh, public masters, but we get none ourselves. We're all left to fend for ourselves as they continually strip our rights and defenses away from us. And if they had their way, they'd put all of our asses in jail forever. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know where they get the money to fund all of their shit, but anyway. All right. So this one's from Jules. I can appreciate the angst new gun owners and shooters experience when they arrive at a range or a gun shop. When I retired in 20, uh, 2002, I had been carrying a handgun for 30 years as a federal agent. I decided to get my carry permit in New Jersey and had six months to get the permit as a retired LEO. When it passed in 2002, H.R. 218, the retired cops who previously retired only had six months window to get their ass in gear and get their carry permit. I was so busy at the bullet hole back then. The cops were coming out of the woodwork, you know, yeah. from 50 years old to the day before they were 75 to get yeah. their carry permit. I had cops come in and remember, Sandy, what revolvers that were rusted closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> yeah. Remember those days? We couldn't open the gun. Where did you have this gun? It was in the basement next to my sump pump. You can't carry this gun. You can't open the cylinder. It's rusted shut. Anyway. So he had six months to do it. I had owned two personal firearms other than my duty weapon during my 30 years with the Treasury Department. Fortunately, when it came time to purchase a carrier firearm, Sandy knew Joe Luciano, which took away the angst of going to a gun shop run by strangers. However, I still had to find a range where I could qualify. So a quick note, I had a 35-year relationship with Joe Luciano on Garibaldi Road in Lodi. Joe sadly passed away two months ago with a long battle of cancer. Yeah. Joe's gun stop shop was in the back of his house in Lodi. Yeah. He used to ring a, when you bought a gun, he used to ring a bell, and his mother used to come downstairs, his elderly mother, and do your paperwork. <laughs> and he would yell at her. Okay? It was so funny. So, so now Jules had to find a range where he could qualify. And he went in the basement on Main Street in Patterson. I met Marcos. You described it perfectly. He was a slight-built Hispanic man. Nevertheless, Marco moved to uh, Florida. Great guy, by the way. He goes, nevertheless, I was still intimidated. Having only shot under federal government auspices, I was completely unaware of any secret firearms norms that might be in play so as not to come as across as a complete fool. In spite of my experience, I worried that I might say or do wrong, the wrong thing and be banned for life. For the next 10 years, I only qualified in Marco's basement because I was comfortable there. So here's a guy who was a 30-year federal officer mm. going into a strange public range for the first time, and he was nervous, Yeah, a male. Yeah. At the time, Jules probably in his 50s or early 60s. So right. think about a woman walking into a range. Think right. about, about a guy who's right. never been exposed to this masculine stuff with our society today, right. Right? right? Someone who grew up in a city. So, now, he wrote, Now you know why I bugged the shit out of you while I waited for you to open the six-star family gun range. For the last ten years, I've watched you and your fantastic staff, except for Matt, <laughs> welcome and put guests at ease. <laughs> wow, Matt. You better buy some promo stuff from his wife, Sandy, or you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> welcome and put guests at ease. The gun for hire style has made me feel very comfortable in introducing many friends and family to the world of firearms, including a couple of octogenarians. Jules, you downplay yourself with the each one reached one. Jules has brought numerous priests 
into yeah. our range yeah. for training and firearms purchases. Not only people in their 80s, people visiting from different countries, yeah. people visiting from different states. He is a true each one reach one warrior out there. And again, you know, I got a lot of feedback and a lot of memories. People were bringing back ranges. I forgot about the range in Lodi, too. A few of my members said when you went to the range in Lodi, you occasionally had to stop shooting. When the whole line was shooting, you had to stop shooting until the smoke cleared and you could see your targets again. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I've been there. I've been there. I've been there many ranges like that. They would call a ceasefire and everybody would step out of the port and you'd wait for the smoke to settle. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, we kind of changed it on its head and there are and i've been all over all over the world and i've been all over this country and i always visit local ranges and i got to tell you there's a lot of ranges out there that present well with the structure but deep down they're either dirty or they're slightly sexist yeah and i still see that today so yeah. you built the beautiful place but your infrastructure sucks yeah because you gotta you gotta have that more welcoming attitude you yeah. know I just like to observe. I go into a range and I'm walking around. And I like to see when a woman up walks up to a counter. I love to see the attitude of a salesperson. Yeah. Because if the attitude of one or two salesperson is the opposite of what I like, then I know the whole place has that vibe. Exactly. Because right. that's allowed. Exactly. Because right. if I was walking past a counter and I heard one of my employees say something down to a female, they're gone like instantly, you know? Right. And I don't have that problem at my place. Just go scroll through my five star reviews. Just go scroll through some of the reviews. The majority are women, by the way. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Dove. And, and again, not by Good accident. Not what? by accident. No, I, planned. This hard work. Hard, a lot of hard work. Uh, years and years of research. I mean, we, we went to ranges everywhere. And I remember yep. traipsing behind you at these ranges that were insane. <laughs> it was, it, and it's still... Wherever you go, there's some great places. Remember the one in Miami that was it the machine gun range or something like that? Looked great from the outside, but was a shithole inside. Ugh, all 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 signage. They pay for yep. signage. They didn't they didn't clean the bathrooms. Right. But you know, it's it it's interesting that uh, you know when I built the first edition, the first gun for hire downstairs, I tried to cover every angle within the footprint constraints. Right. Yeah. And after it was built, a week after, it was like, I shoulda, coulda, and woulda. And a year later, I had a list of like 50 things. So when we built the new edition with the two new ranges in the gun store, I addressed all of that plus more. And right after it was done, I was like, damn, I shoulda, coulda, and woulda with yeah. other things, you know. But now we have like a huge ladies room with a makeup station. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what gun store has a stool and a mirror and a makeup station <laughs> right, and a restroom? Right. Because we get couples that come in or women that come in and shoot and they're going to go out and eat afterwards or they're going to go out somewhere and they're wearing eye and ear protection. And, you know, women have hair. I don't have hair. I don't really worry about that. But they want to fix themselves up a little bit. So why not have a spot where they can, they can be comfortable? Right. You, you know, why not make it that way? Why not make it inviting? And I have a huge female staff, thankfully. And. And, and, and a male staff that understands in my meetings all the time, I tell them all the time that our customers, that female that come in, they're somebody's wife, mother, sister, niece, grandchild, uh, and they could be yours. Yeah. So wouldn't you want them to be treated the right way? And so we don't have that problem here. And I love that. 
Uh, so this one's from uh, Doug Lister. He goes, good afternoon. Hope your week is going well. I know many are quick to share negative feedback, but I'd like to share positive feedback as well. Yesterday, my family and some f- friends of ours went to the range. The experience was amazing. Even though there were a lot of people there, it was still an amazing time as always. In addition to everyone being courteous, especially during my check-in process and getting set up, there was one range officer who stood out in my visit. His name is Marius. He assisted us and took the time to help my kids out. Very informative. I really felt he went above and beyond, and I just wanted to call him out for that. Please feel free to share my comments. Dove. Listen, Dove. So Dove obviously is religious, probably Orthodox or Hasidic. Uh, We get a ton during the Passover time to come in. We were inundated for two weeks, basically. They come in with tons of kids, tons of families. It's a wonderful thing. And... uh, So I thank you for Dove to take the time to write that letter. is very important to me that I that I hear that uh, from a customer, and that's what we do. You know, uh, we bring people come in for the first time, and you can see it. If you were to walk up behind them and go boo, they pooped themselves. You know. Yeah. But when you when you walk up to somebody and genuinely say, "Hey, I'm Anthony. Welcome to my family. Uh, where'd you guys drive in from? Oh, New York. Oh, restrooms are right around the corner. You'd be surprised how many times someone in the group will go, "Oh my God, I got to the restroom." But they're like they're almost afraid to ask where the restroom is because they're yeah. nervous. So I have to fill out paperwork. What I have to do first? I'll hold it until I thought, you know, make them feel comfortable. And I'm like, you know. I'm, uh, I'm here for you. This is my house. Anything you need, p- please feel free to ask me or my staff. You see the whole demeanor change. They go from nervous to feeling comfortable, you know. Yeah. And then I'll walk by a few minutes. I don't know how you guys making out. And then if it's somebody's birthday, we got a birthday target. We have other gifts we give people. You know, you drove in from New York. It's a big party. Here's a couple of free rentals to help defray the cost of the toll that you had to pay or whatever. It doesn't take much, you know. And then when they walk out, you see the body language. How much happier they are. You know, they're more relaxed. Oh, I'll be back. Oh, can I get a brochure on the membership? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what we need to do. You know, we get people like Meg and uh, Jenny who came in. Jenny came in with their significant other who was a member of the range first. And he, he'd come in. He was always hanging around asking questions. Just a great guy. And, uh, you know, now she came in. And we want her to feel comfortable to come in and shoot all by herself and have a good time. And we want him to feel comfortable when he knows she's coming to Gun for Hire to shoot by herself. Right? Yeah, that's that's an important factor, too. We you know, we he probably feels more comfortable when she's there than going to a mall. Probably, you know, you so, know because yeah, she's yeah. in better hands. Everybody at the range is her big brother, her uncle or her grandfather like me. You know what I mean? We look out for each other. If she has a problem with her gun, somebody's going to help her. If she has a question about a gun, no one's going to say, hey, Joe, listen to what this girl is asking me. You know, uh, we're going to take the time to make her understand something. So. That's that's what it's all about, and that's what keeps me going every day, even when you people piss me off because you don't have my phone number. <laughs> uh, this is this is from my buddy Rich McBride because then I have some good learning stuff I want to talk about. But uh, um, Mr. Calandra, over the past year or two, how many incidents of lawful self-defense utilizing appropriate uses of force have we seen victims charged by Marxist prosecutors every day? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. The latest travesty in Austin, Texas, of all places, has graphically illustrated the point. The communists have begrudgingly concealed, conceded that they can't abridge by our right to own firearms, our ammo, and they are infuriated that law-abiding, tax-paying, responsible Americans, third tier, can now defend themselves in public for now. But while they can't do anything about legally owned and purchased weapons, 
are those they hate carrying them, these Bolsheviks have proven that even in clear or clear-cut instances of self-defense against violent criminals, they will still attack those bold enough to de de not defy their wishes through the legal system. As a caveat, I want to add in, Rich, that's why everybody should have either U.S. Law Shield or MY TAC defense. Because if you're a working man or a woman and you use that gun, you're going to be sued probably by the government. You're going to be charged criminally by the government, and you're going to wish you had a legal defense fund behind you. So, even when found not guilty by a jury of their peers, a citizen can be bankrupted and destroyed, not only financially, but emotionally as well. Everybody should read The Truth About Self-Protection by Masad Ayub. Okay? The Truth About Self-Protection by Masad Ayub, please. He goes, and that is what these communists want. Please implore your listeners to get training, not only in the use of weapons they are carrying, but in the use of force as well, and continue the training and document it, and get some type of legal protection plan as well. A good attorney charges at least $400 an hour, not, not to mention a retainer of seven, several thousand dollars. And most importantly, remember that the weapons they carry for their self-defense uh, only and, and they are responsible for every round that goes down range. Yeah, you don't want to be modifying your guns. You should be only carrying guns that are widely acceptable by police or military and not make any hokey modifications on your own. It should be done by licensed gunsmiths and everything should be documented. I'm telling you, I agree. That's why we do a real live use of force class with a PowerPoint, with a test, question and answers at the end because that's almost identical to the use of force class that our uh, cadets take in the police academy in New Jersey because my instructors that teach it also teach in the police academies in New Jersey. And uh, ours is very similar to the AG's use of force class, almost identical actually, except with a lot of civilian um, learning tenants that you should have. Very important, document your training. That's why I say the big bruja, I get beat up on Reddit as a uh, I'm money hungry because I'm telling people they should only carry the gun that they qualified with, even though the new law says you can qualify with one gun and carry every, anything you want. We, if you qualified a gun for hire already, Sandy, to add an additional gun, we charge $25. <laughs> so a, a box of ammo and $25, you get a qualification form that's good for two years that's in your folder that you qualified with that gun. All police and retired police and security officers in the state of New Jersey can only carry guns that they have a qualification record with. Why do you think you're going to be exempt with that because they screwed up in the law that Murphy signed December 22nd? Are you kidding me? It's one of the first cute lawyer tricks they're going to go after and say that you were not trained properly or you did not know how to use that gun properly. Can you even prove to me, Mr. Berardi, that you shot that gun? Right. Well, yeah, I took it to the range a few times. Did you? Is it documented? Yeah. Well, no, it's not documented. I just took it to the range. So for, for all intents and purposes... You never shot that gun. You just put it in your holster. Cap. No, that's a no. No further questions. Right now, what? Right exactly. now, what? Yeah. Now, now instead, you're going to tell U.S. Law Shield or NY Tac Defense. Here's my qualification for that form. I had a PTC certified instructor, a gun for hire, run me through the course of fire, and here's my score, and here's his signature, and here's the instructor's credentials on the back. Yeah. And your lawyer's like, we might not need this, but it's nice to know we have it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? We might not need it, but it's nice to know we have it. Whew. I'm telling you guys, you have no idea what we're going through. 
Now, listen to this. The FBI is catching up to crime proof. <laughs> Be, think like a criminal. Beat them at their own game. Sandy, they're catching up to me. Can you believe this? Uh, I cannot. The FBI is urging the public to be wary of using free charging stations that have become common sites in airports, hotels, and shopping centers. Mm. Can you believe this? It only took them three years That's to all. catch up. Yeah. They stopped investigating Trump and us gun people for 15 well, they, minutes. They, they didn't. They just put someone else on this. And the, the Bureau's Denver office, someone must have read Crime Proof, warned that bad actors have figured out ways to use public USB ports to introduce malware and monitoring softwares onto your device. No. no. <laughs> Are you kidding? So And the FBI, the FCC, has defined this practice. Now, the FCC woke up and said, whoa, look at this. So we're going to call it juice jacking. That's a new word to me. The agency says that criminals can install malware through dirty USB port and lock a device or export personal data and passwords. This information can be used to access online accounts and sell it to other bad actions. The FCC advised using an AC power outlet instead of bringing a car charger and a personal USB tray uh, cable when traveling. So I carry, I always carry a, 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 a charging bank. I always carry a battery that's got like, you know, 1.21 gigawatts on it or something yeah. as, as a fallback. But if you read Crime Proof, they sell on Amazon.com a little red data block. Your USB has four wires. Two wires are power. Two wires are data. The data block is a little red USB to USB that you plug in, and it disables the two data wires. And it only enables the two charging wires, the DC charging wires. You can't run data through the charging wires. It will blow it up and burn it out. I've been advocating this on Gun For Hire Radio for about 10 years now. Oh, at least 10 years. Every one of my... Yeah. yeah, every one of my bags has it. All yep. my travel bags and everything have this little data block. It's on Amazon. They're like three for $1.99 or something. So now the FCC and the FBI woke up and they caught up, So, which I think is really good. But And now, you know, if you might have a USB-C charger or something or that, you know, FireWire or whatever, if you have a regular USB, I have USB wire chargers that go to Lightning and that go to other USB and, uh, you know, whatever the hell it may be. But those little data blockers are, are the best thing. They make a great gift, a great stocking stuffer. You know, your kids are traveling. They're going to school. How easy in a college, you know, in a public square to put a data. What do they, what do they call it, Sandy? Juice jacking. Juice jacking. So you're trying to get some juice and they jack your data from the juice jacking. And uh, so it's nice. I... Uh, I um I'm such a trendsetter. <laughs> so I'm at NRA annual meeting and I ran it to Charlie Cook from Riding Shotgun with Charlie, who who we love. I've been on his show already. He's just a great guy. And um I've been going up to a lot of booths and uh, the first thing people say is, "Oh, New Jersey, do you know Tony Simon?" <laughs> and I love that. I love that Tony has such a rep. That's great. You know, with his with his second uh, is for everyone diversity shoot. So I go to the High Point booth because that's a running joke all the time because Tony advocates the High Point because it's an affordable firearm for lower income people. Yeah. And I always joke it's like a radiator. So I go to the, the High Point booth to take a selfie so I can send it to Tony. And the only female in the booth says, 
I know Tony Simon. She goes, I have a magnet on my refrigerator at home with him shirtless in a bubble bath. Because <laughs> Tony when made he came gun out bunny. With that? Yeah, was... <laughs> yeah, the gun bunny magnets. He, yeah, he's a gun bunny. It was, it was so funny. So it was hysterical. And, uh, you know, Tony always likes to share the short story. He approached me seven, eight years ago and said he wanted to do this. And I'm like, okay, you can do it here. He said, all right, what are you going to charge me? I'm like, uh, free. Uh, when can I do it? I'm like, well, whenever you want. Just this, It's got to be a Monday through Thursday. So we've been holding him there. We hold, held the first one there, and we've been holding there forever. So John Petrolino wrote a nice article. So Tony is always looking for donations. And we have so many Gun for Hire customers come in, and they'll, like, buy a case of ammo. Like when we have ammo sales, like we yeah. have one going on now, they'll come in and say, I want to buy a case of ammo, and they give it to me. And they hear, give this to Tony for the next diversity shoot. Oh, Ed Green has done yeah. it. So many other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hold the stuff in my office. I, I charge storage fee. Every day it's in there, I take a box of ammo out. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So I love, whenever Tony comes in, I always have stuff to give him to give away. And uh, Tony goes to the SHOT Show, and he'll go to the annual, annual meeting, and he goes booth to booth, and he'll get donations from like crudo knives and you know all these different vendors it, you know he says i'm doing this thing and i like to have giveaways and everything and uh so this uh ammo company ammo lab pledged this year to cover his entire ammo supply for 2023 wow how cool is that that is totally and cool. i want to give a shout out to ammo lab and i want to give a shout out to john petrolino from bearing arms and the pen patriot for writing the article so he got a, an ammo sponsor for the whole year. Now, but wait, there's more. If you want to donate ammo, eye and ear protection, anything to Tony's event, want to help subsidize the pizza or whatever when he has the event, because he makes nothing on these things, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. You know, you can go to his website. The second is for everyone. Simon says train. Uh, uh, he just, listen, this is his mantra. The founder, he's a USMC veteran, Second Amendment rights advocate, and the crux is that he celebrates and encourages diversity of people, embracing the equality that our founders enabled, uh, you know, dedicated to getting people of all races, religion, and sexual preference involved in the Second Amendment political movement. And you can support him by going to the Second is for Everyone. Uh, and let me tell you something. Tony is just a phenomenal guy. He'll be at my place again uh, shortly. Travels all over the place. And uh Ammo Lab, Ammo Lab is from New Hampshire, and uh, so the company uh, likes to volunteer and do charity stuff too for 4-H and other organizations, and the Ammo Lab team uh, just said, you know what, we're going to support Tony this year, and all the ammo that he needs, we are going to donate. That takes a huge amount of pressure off of Tony, you know, because Tony's yeah. a, a government worker, if yeah. you didn't know, and his wife is, has a normal job, so he's not rich by any means, and he doesn't make a dime off of this, and uh, he charges a small fee to cover ammo and everything, and, and, and there's a whole troop of people between Dave Lo Rosenthal and Nick Wong and uh, uh, Angelo and everybody, all of these guys and girls, they come up and volunteer their time, they bring their own guns to these events. Yeah. Um, you know, when he runs them. So this is, these are the type of things we, we need to support. And so if anybody else wants to support Tony, please do. You want to uh, throw him a bone or thank him. And if you want to support Ammo Lab in New Hampshire, I highly recommend you do that because we should be supporting those who support us. I just think it's so, so damn important. Wow. 
Uh, remember, we got a lot of classes. We have our use of force class, CPR, AED, Gun Cleaning 101, Urban Stun Gun, Urban Mace, and Atenzia Kali is coming back to Gun for Hire. Hemorrhage Control class is a biggie. We already saved the life with that. And of course, Chuck Leonard is back, NRA Instructor Course Dates. Basic instructor training, pistol instructor training, student CCW, instructor CCW, RSO, and CRSO. We get enough students. We're also going to be offering pistol and rifle instructor again in the in the near future. Support those who support you. Get out there and uh, keep perpetuating the second and the wholesomeness of it. Love you all. Sandy, close it out. I would like everybody to please remember the Arose family and go to GoFundMe and just uh, give whatever you can. Uh, it is a very rough time. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a kinetic media production. The music is used podcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he did remember to mention this time, available wherever yeah. great books are sold and at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range known as Gun For Hire in Woodland Park where Anthony makes in a, a cursory appearance from time to time. Uh, we love you guys uh, from the NRA uh, annual meeting and uh, somewhere on the Gulf Coast of Alabama. God willing, Jesus tarries and the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week. <laughs>